You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, into the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Jake Shavank, and with me, as always, Mason Thompson. It is a nice Sunday here. The weather's getting better. Mason, how are you doing on this on this fine Sunday? 18 days from the draft. Yeah, it's 18 days, and I have done almost nothing the last week because school and spring practices for uh, Whitewater picked up, so it's really tiring right now, but I wish I could get on some more draft prospects a little bit more, but other than that, I'm doing pretty fantastic. It's really nice outside of Whitewater, so that's all I can really ask for. Yeah, weather's turning. Love to see that. That's always a nice little sign that the draft is near. We have a loaded show um, on this one for you guys. We are going through quickly a, a trade that had happened about, what, six days ago, I believe, uh, to was, get to. Was it six days it was, ago? Yeah, it was the day right after the, we recorded the first yeah. podcast. So the day after we recorded, we're going to hit the running backs. We're going to hit tight ends. We're going to hit tackles today. We're going to talk a little bit about our favorites uh, for the Packers at 22 and 28. Just breeze through a few guys, and then we'll get to some mailbag questions that we actually have, which I'm excited about as well. So, yeah, loaded show. We're going to dive right in here, Mason. Let's talk about the Eagles Saints trade. It, it was it was a blockbuster, really. It, a lot of picks moving here. Saints getting 16 and 19, along with 194, and the Eagles receiving uh, 18. They get 102, 101. Which was it's whatever the Saints 101 or 102, whatever that yeah. Saints second Saints comp pick is, and they get 237 along with the 2023 first and a 2024 second, which I think is actually important. And we're going to touch on that. But Mason, initial reaction to that Eagles Saints trade. Um, when I first saw it, I was actually like at practice, so I didn't really get to like dive into it really like in depth then. Well, uh, I didn't even get to for like the next couple of days, but over the recent days, it's just been like confusing for what the saints are trying to do a little bit because in my opinion it's um kind of like you don't offer up that first round or next year in a class that's going to be dominant for offensive skill plus a second round or the year after plus a third rounder this year just to get an extra first just to get you know another what that'll be the third or the fourth tackle or maybe i mean sure you can get a receiver there but in my opinion it's which quarterback and where are they trying to move up to at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think quarterback's certainly on the table. I feel like I'm not as – I feel like that's more like 10 to 20% for me right now, I think, really? in terms of what – court and going up for a quarter. I just – I can't imagine the Saints going, okay, we got Winston for two years. I know that's not necessarily, like, great or anything, but they got Winston, they got Dalton. They have Taysom Hill for all, you know, all that <laughs> is. Um, but, again, I feel like they're they're – they're decently set at skill position other than like, they're going to probably be looking at tight end, the middle rounds, which I think they should be They They need that wide receiver too. And they need a left tackle. And in my opinion, the class is a little short on 
throw this guy in here at left tackle and start right away. Like it's short on that, in my opinion. So I think the move up is personally, I think if Charles cross falls, I think if he gets to pass the Seahawks at nine, they're moving up to the jet spot with one of those picks. They'll be able to, I believe flip either this year's second or next year's second huge that they didn't trade maybe next year's if they want to hang on to this year's to get, like I said, Charles cross. And then they're okay with whatever receiver they get potentially in the top five at 19, because they know it's their second guy. Yeah. That's what also what I thought about at first was just the tackle receiver thing. And then I kind of looked into it. It's like kind of overthinking it a little bit with the whole quarterback situation. Obviously you have Winston and Dalton there, but uh, you have a gaping hole at left tackle that you need to fill. So yeah, cross, if he does start to fall, you don't really, there's, a kind of a big difference between cross and penning a little bit, but that's just depending on which team you want to look at. Like, obviously we talked about my preference on cross last episode, which I'm not the highest on him, but at the receiver spot, you have so many different options you could take. If you even want to jump up for the receiver first, Uh, if you want to move up through with your 19th pick and still have that, I think it's the 16th pick that they have and take penning ahead of the chargers. Who knows at this point? Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because the Saints clearly have something in mind. Like, they're not doing this. I, I don't think they're doing this and staying pat. Yeah. To, to do this and stay pat at 16 and 19 and either get, like, Penning or, or Ryman, maybe. The, if, if Penning goes at 17 to the Chargers and maybe they, you know, they moved up for receiver and they're sticking at 19, they're like, okay, we want Ryman at 19. That feels a little rich. How I mean, I get I get it in some sense, but, like, this is the thing. Like, you, you're missing this this position. You need him to start. So to sit on a project with, again, athletic upside, and there's certainly moments on tape where you're like, okay, this guy's got something. There are still the, the and we'll, we'll get into this in a little bit when we talk tackles, but it's like wide base at times, get him, it gets into oversetting where the spin moves work and a lot of inside stuff works on him. And it's a lot of waste spending and you can't waste spend at the corner or, or in general. And he does a lot of that. So it is just so much refinement needed that it's just I feel like maybe it's a package both picks and we're going to get Equanu or Neil at like I don't know where where we would even think about getting to that point I don't know I didn't look at the chart for getting to two or three but is it possible as of the trade chart because I think it's not quite maybe they have to throw up even that 98th pick I think which is what they have to do that right I think that you say with the two first to move up to two yeah, do, do, if you tack on that 98th pick, is that enough? No. It's not? So it's no. five then. Five is the five is the spot then. It's okay. 1875, which would bring you to 1700 at five. Yeah, so it's got to be to five. And, why, which, and I just don't know the Giants. Like, you need tackle. Yeah. Why would you let the Saints move up and get – I don't know. That, it's strange to me. But, again, they have the second – they want to use the second as well, I guess, which would, I think, elevate them a little bit further, maybe. That would put them at 22, which would get them up for three. Ooh. Well, but, there you go. But is that like, they're, is that enough? Like for a quant, like a quantu at three, like getting all this just for a quantu? Yeah, no. I don't, I don't know. So. Even as much as I like, like a quantu, like, yeah. I just don't know, man. That's a lot. Like we said, especially this- when you still need a receiver and maybe another corner too. Yeah. Maybe they're just, maybe they're set with the toolsy tackle at 19. Like they're okay with it. And they're moving up for like Jamison Williams or 
they feel like Olave is not falling to them. They got to go get a lot, yeah. which is kind of wild to me to go up and get a lot. I like a lot, <laughs> but like, man, move up six spots, move up to 10. Oh, man, if I move up to 10, I would like to have Kyle Hamilton. And that's maybe the wild card there. Cause like, as much as we talk like, Oh, they, they brought in Marcus may that's off of an injury. That's not easy yeah. to come back from. So maybe Kyle Hamilton is the wild card in all this. Cause they know he's falling. And they feel yeah. like, okay, we can get up to we can get up to 10 and potentially get Hamilton it, probably in front of Washington, which is where we think that feels like the destination at this point, unless it's Atlanta. At this point, it feels like it's Washington. Atlanta, I think, takes a quarterback or maybe I mean edge. not a quarterback, receiver. Edge. Receiver edge. Receiver edge. Yeah. Um, but maybe I I've been hearing a lot of rumblings that the Jets still like Hamilton too. So it's so they move. So yeah, so the Jets maybe don't trade out of that pick if they like Hamilton, because I don't think they're getting Gardner. It, it would maybe, be a real stress yeah. to get Gardner at 10. Giants, maybe Seahawks. Giants and Seahawks are the two, right? For Gardner? For Gardner, ahead of the yeah, Jets. Yeah, I think Gardner. Unless the Jets the, go yeah. four, I guess, and get Gardner. Yeah. That's, that'd be wild. But, like, Hamilton at 10 Saints, and then they settle for tackle, and they feel like they can get a receiver two somewhere in the mix. Maybe. maybe they like Maybe they like Tyquan Thornton a lot as, as you know, the, the deep threat Z type. Yeah. At 98, like. <laughs> that would probably work, I think. I mean, they have a lot of options, but the Saints, the Saints angle is a fun angle for sure. It, it we because we have no clue what they it's, where they're gonna move up to for what. It just it's odd. it's wild. It is, it is wild. And we haven't even gotten to like Philadelphia because we didn't yeah, we all knew fi- that let's go Philly, that yeah. somehow Philadelphia was not gonna have three picks. Whether you trade down or you trade up to get go get Hamilton. Mm-hmm. They didn't they obviously they only have two two firsts. Um yeah, they, where they're at in the order, it's perfect for them. I think so. Like, like you can get your corner of your choice pretty much. If you want to get Elam, if you want to take a safety there, that isn't Hamilton. I don't hate that idea personally, but you could. Yeah, it's if you want to take a receiver there, that's a big range there before everyone else. It's. Yeah. Plus, they have that extra first next year to go get most likely a quarterback if Jalen Hurts yeah. doesn't do what they want to do. So it, it's a real bank of like. So you you, you mentioned a lot of options. I it, it'll be interesting because I feel like the Eagles. What are they? What have they not valued in recent drafts? Right, <laughs> linebacker, linebacker <laughs> even corner and safety. Yeah, they haven't they haven't valued any of those. Uh, it's a deep corner class. They feel like they can get a guy at fifty one. I kind of lean towards. I think. If I were to bet right now what the Eagles are going to do in the first, I think it's Devontae Wyatt or Jordan Davis, and I think yeah. it's a receiver. That's what I think it is. I think that's what they're going to do with those two picks. Eagles fans would go <laughs> they're going to be angry. Insane. They're going to be angry, man. It's not corner because there's they're going to go be talented insane. corners, man. They'll be so talented. But I do think it's when you look at it like from a whole, like the spreading out capital, love that, right? Like that's yeah. that's a classic Eagles move. That's a classic. I'm Howie Roseman. I have job security. I can do what I want, but I like, I like spreading it out. Like this class isn't like great. You can still get like two nice starters at, at 15 and 18, come away with that. Yeah. Feel pretty confident, you know, get a starter probably at 51, but next year, especially if the saints are bad, Stroud, young Van Dyke, maybe one of those three you can get without having to maybe even move off your other one. And you get a guy yeah. like, so like if they if this year they kind of bypass receiver a little bit and they kind of look for like a, a later on guy you know with some size that they can go get like 
like Alec Pierce, Ezekanma would be one with some size yak that would kind of fill out the room. But they go corner, they go D line. Then next year they go, hey, why don't we get Stroud and uh, Smith and Jigba? Just come right <laughs> over. <laughs> why don't you? Join Are they going to be bad enough to do Smith? that? I don't think so, but it's it's a fun thought. It's a fun thought for 2023 to I say. I don't think they're going to be bad enough. <laughs> Jigba. I don't think the Saints are going to be bad enough either, personally. Oh, no. no. So that's – but, hey, we can dream. We're over a year out until that. So yeah, that would be wild, though. That would be so cool if the Eagles uh, could get that done. But it, it'll be it, it'll be cool. They're in an offensive skill draft next year, like you said, Mason, where they can, get a, they can get a guy like that, and they don't have to force the issue here if they don't like love any of these receivers. So I think that's perfectly described, honestly, just stockpile picks for next year when it's a better quote unquote, better offensive class, you can get your quarterback in the future. So, yeah, I love it. I, I, I don't, I, the saints one is questionable in, in terms of moves just because we don't know the full picture. Like that's why it's yes. really questionable to us. Cause we don't know what they're doing. Like I that mean, just feels like a quarterback move, but why, why this year? Right. That's the, that's my, yeah. Favorite. I mean, that's, that's what you favorite. can say about everyone else too. That might take long. That's true. That's I mean, Carolina. we can do like a little new segment here, a little second here. Uh, did you see uh, the Panthers GM get asked about if he was going to stay put at six? Oh yeah, that's right. Where he leaned back and smiled a little bit. That's the, um, am so I trading up? Is that the, is that the like, Oh, the saints are getting Malik Willis we can move back and get Pickett in the tens or the teens. I mean, maybe. So, like, is somebody going to move up for premium player? That's the question. Like, who's moving up for the premium oh, player? Oh, the Saints are I moving mean, up for the quarterback, right? Someone's going to move yes. up for the premium player, somebody. It's going to be mean, a wild nightmare. I mean, who does Carolina have to, like, beat? That's pretty much it. It's just Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. Unless Washington wants to take one. Yeah, I feel like Washington will not do. do that. Yeah, I, don't th- I think yeah. Washington's kind of off the table at this point. I mean, if you're Carolina, Dang. I've been calling for the trade down for months because how many first, how many top 100 picks do you have? One. One. Yeah. Yeah. That ain't going to get it done. No. Um, especially, especially if you're not doing the like, oh, we're taking a quarterback and we're extending our, our potential stay, yeah. right? Like if you're not doing that, then oh boy, you got to win now. You got to get picks. Like, oh yeah. You can't mess around. So it's, that's a that's, wild it's going to be that night, Thursday night's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. We just know it. There's so many teams with, with two firsts and now Carolina drops this Detroit says we were feigning, I think Willis selection to try and move back as well. It's like, it's going to be a wild night. It's going to be wild. Maybe I hammer the over trades number uh, in your prop bets for the draft. Maybe hammer it. I don't know. Maybe hammer, hammer the Hammer the over on the safeties. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. If you guys don't know that, hammer the over on the safeties. I, I promise you. I, I think, I, I do think Hamilton, Scene, and Hill all go in the first. Oh, yeah. At this point. Like, if you can find it at one and a half still, get the, get that back. Passion. Over, over. Um, all right, yeah. So, that's that's on the San Diego trade. We're going to kind of shift gears here to the running back position, Mason. And I feel like the running back class, it's a good one in terms of, you can get a lot of different role guys. Like yes. if you're, you need this certain player, like, Oh, I need a bruiser early downs that, you know, drops the pads through contact. Give me a second level runs. Give me these six, seven yard runs. Cause I can drag guys like perfect. I can get this receiving back that I really want to have in my offense. I can get a speed threat that I really, really want in my offense. Like there's just so many types that you can fill with. And there's multiple guys of each type as well. Not just early late as well, that you can kind of find guys and, and build a running back room 
that's really, I think we're moving towards is the committee room. Yes. Uh, obviously there's the big three at the top with, uh, with Hall, Walker, and Spiller, but like, yeah. obviously right after that, you've got Cook, Robinson, even though it's 40, which it's a 40 time, it's Kyron Williams is still up there for me, at least. I think I would agree. Yeah. And then you have late round guys or like mid round guys like Damian Pierce, uh, mm-hmm. Zamir White, Rashad White, Pierre yeah. Strong. It's just, it's really deep. Yes. Obviously there's no like top one other than like, I would probably say Brees Hall's the top one, but he's not going to. I like Brees the most, I would say at this point, just because I I think he, so again, with Brees Hall, there's the, and it was a Saquon Barkley thing. This, that's not a comp. That's not a comp. I'm not comping (laughs) him to Saquon Barkley, but what say, what Brees Hall does is there are a lot of negative runs and, and zero to one yard runs because there's times where he's like, okay, I got to bounce this out. Or I am maybe a hair too patient and not urgent enough getting, getting downhill. So he has those runs where it's like, okay, he got like nothing or he lost yardage. And that's what Barkley did. Barkley did a little bit different way. He always wanted to kick it out because he knew he could beat guys to the corner every time. Like he always knew, like, I have the speed to do that. I can beat guys. But when guys are better at playing contained in the NFL, then, you know, there's a problem, right? So I think Brees Hall with like, he moves edge guys with his eyes really well and, and with his feet, like he'll move edge guys out of way. He'll move second level guys out of the way. The burst is there. The contact balance is there. Pass protection is rough, rough, rough. But I think he's a really good right. processor. And that's why I think he's my top guy. And then Walker, I think, is just a little bit lighter in terms of recognizing yeah. things. He's definitely more see it, hit it, as is Isaiah Spiller. Those guys are definitely not as good of processors, but I think they're good enough. And they both have a good lateral toolbox. I mean, Walker's is nuts laterally. And he's got this. I, I think Brees Hall has, like, easy speed. Yes. Walker's speed is like he's urgent speed and it shows up. So what are your thoughts on the top three real quick, Mason? I mean, I don't, I don't see a spot where one goes in the first round at all. I don't think so. I mean, maybe if Houston gets half jump happy with trying to get ahead of Kansas city with, because you don't know what we don't know what Kansas city is doing at this point. No, you were surprised when they took Clyde. Um, yeah. But, they did add Ronald Jones. Yes. So maybe, yeah, but I get what you're saying. For my dynasty teams, please do not cut Ronald Jones because I know there's, a, there's an opt-out of that contract. Please. Um, anyways, but uh, I know Walker, I, th- I feel like Walker is kind of like a given to Atlanta at this point. That would be nice. In the second half. Nice. It's so hard because when you go through like mocks and, and – not like even in the simulator when you're placing guys, yes. you start to forget about the running backs and you're like, Oh, there could be one here, but especially with Atlanta at, at 43, right? I think 43 yes. is their pick. Yes. Plus they have another one late. They do have another one later. That's where I like to peg the running back normally because yes. it's like, okay, if you get one of the quarterbacks fall to 43 that you like, because I feel like there's going to be some on, on day two where people are going to try to jockey for position potentially. Yes. I think they might have to do it at 43 and then kind of settle at 58 for a back. Arizona could be in the mix potentially, even though they signed Connor. Like, but it's so hard. Houston could kick it off. Maybe they yeah. should kick it off. Yes. Um, but on date on the second round, especially, it's kind of like where you could go here, but not quite. It's those top three could pretty much go from Houston in the first round. Maybe, maybe Jacksonville just is like, hey, give us another running back. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, but uh those top three, I think they'll probably go top seventy-five. That's yeah, I would say. 
Because the Texans uh, have one at 68, right? I am pretty sure they do. I think it's yes. 68 and yes. 80 they have. 80 yes. is, I think, the absolute, absolute, absolute floor for a top three yes. guy in this class. But 68 feels like the, the more reasonable one. Here's my question. Who is in that next tier? For me? Because it's is it like James Cook? I see that. Is that Beatty or is it Batty? Oh, Tyler, Tyler Beatty? I think it's Beatty. Yeah. I think it's Beatty. I'm seeing him just skyrocket after he was like late round. I thought I felt like he is was he always 200? kind of that. I feel like he was always kind of in a good that middle 200. tier as well. So yeah, I think with with a lot of these guys, Cooks, I think Cooks like 198, but like Beatty and Cook and Williams are all these like really good receiving backs. Yes, with some twitch, especially Cook and Beatty have a lot of twitch. Kyron Williams, I think, is just a smart player, and he's a, he's a very savvy receiver, really, really good pass blocker, like does all the little things right. But is he at, like, 195? Is that workhorse running back? No. So, like, that's that's where I, like, where I struggle to place him in terms of where he's going to get drafted just because, again, this is, like, the classic argument of, like, okay, really like Kyron Williams because of all he does, but also be realistic to the point where he's like, okay, this is not going to be a – workhorse you know probably top dozen back in the league just because he's just again not big enough and i do you know obviously that 40 wasn't good i think the speed's okay yeah but again that that's the thing like the long speed's fine how many home run shots are you gonna have not very many i want to know like in that 15 to 20 yard range how quick are you getting there because if you can get those chunk plays with teams that tackle better and all that and that's where I like Cook a little bit more because that speed is easy and he is dynamite, flexible, just a good route runner, good hands, like all these things, explosive. Like I said, like that's a guy I would bet on. But again, 198, that's that's a passing down back. And so some of these passing down backs are good, but I, I feel like there's a really good chance that we see Damian Pierce come off first yeah. and even Zamir White. And even, well, Zamir White's the injury thing, right? So that's like, yes. he's got the injury questions. So I don't know where he goes. The talent is is great. He's very, very good. Um, just a bruiser with speed. And, and then there's also the, you know, Brian Robinson, who's, you know, a, a good processor, physical runner, yeah. doesn't really bring much burst or explosiveness. So do these teams lean the 200, 210, 215, 220 even guys before some of these passing down backs? It's. I think it'll depend on which which team really takes one. Sure. Because if it's a team like Miami, like I mean, Miami should not take one in the third round. No. With, I mean, no. they have a lot of other needs, but maybe yeah, take they do. Or linebacker, please. <laughs> maybe they do just because Daniel's like, I need all of the running backs. Give me all the fast running backs. So maybe that's where. I don't even know. Maybe Beatty. Yeah. Beatty ran fast. Zamir is fast. Even Jerome Ford is fast, little undersized, I think, more than people thought. But man, there's oh, dude. Well, how crazy would it be if they went pure strong and just went, all a night speed? Everybody can sub in. They've got speed in yeah, all three of their guys. Holy cow! That would be insane. holy cow. Would that be nice? Um, that's you know, where, do you know dynamic. where this? It is. Do you know where the second tier starts with you? Does it start with the passing down guys first? I would guess so, but like, yeah, I would. I mean, in your rankings, yeah, do you go with those guys? Okay. Um, right now it's four as Beatty, and then I have like the Pierce, and then I have Cook, White, Kyron. 
Pierce, Cook, White, Ryan. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of Rashad White? I haven't done a lot on him. I've seen a lot of people like super high on him. Though. Oh, man. I got to tell you, he impressed me a lot. Um, like super high. He impressed me a ton. Like he is. So I saw a couple reps of him where he is like legitimately doing this out of the backfield where he's stemming into a blind spot to get a guy to turn and he's wide open. Like he's just, he's that good at receiving. He's got, he's so smooth, contact balance, flexible, like so Camara y in his movements where he's not explosive at all. Cause Camara's really not explosive if we're being real honest. Yeah. Camara does his damage because he can just, he's flexible and, and wicked quick enough to make you miss pretty much the first guy at all times. And he can pick up yards after contact. And again, obviously a phenomenal receiving guy. So that's where I kind of like Rashad White in that vein because he's just always so smooth as a runner too and flexible to get into the gap that he needs to get into and just and it will pick up yardage after contact. I is It's going to be hard to move me off Rashad White in my top five. I know a lot of people are starting to put him there and that feels like yeah. I'm joining the group. But I got to tell you, I, I sometimes sometimes the group is just they they've all watched and they know like that that's just sometimes yeah. happens. It's there are definite times where guys just kind of join to join. Boy, the Rashad White group. If you if they if you've put them on and you've watched them, I'm not being the guy to like. Oh, if you really watched film, you know, no. If you put, <laughs> if you put in the time to just kind of take a look at him, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He is good, and I'm a big fan. Would it be kind of a good comp for Kenyon Drake a little bit? I think Kenyon Drake fits in more of one of those speedy backs, like strong or like, okay. I, I just see so much cause he's very much upright and, but fluid and flexible and he'll drop the pads. I am yeah. just trying to think, I don't want to say Camara because that feels so, feels so lame because, but he and really kind of is. Someone's going to take that out of your words. <laughs> I know it's fine. Again, I'm not the best with comps. I just, I like I said, I just see a fluid, flexible mover. Like I said, smooth runner. And he's just one of my favorite guys to talk about. That's not named, you know, Holler Walker, really. Just, he's he's really good at, at so many yeah. things in the receiving game. And, and he's he's big enough, too. And he's, he's six foot 215. Like, that's plenty to work with. Yes. So, I like him. You had you said you had Pierce at five, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I like Pierce there. I he's, he's another guy who's just no nonsense with a little bit of juice and just wants to run you over and pass protection, not to mention that. Oh yeah. Pass protection is phenomenal. Um, that's the other thing we didn't mention with the top three. They're all like not great. Poor too pathetic at it. It's, not you know, great. what's really sucks about Brees Hall. I feel like he'd be really good at it if he just, just did it. Yes. Better. Because there are a couple things where they run that like sweep and yes. he's the lead blocker. He just lays dudes out. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't you just why don't you just do that in pass protection? Yes. <laughs> just do that. Just lay people out. And then you've got Walker and Spiller who kind of like just dip their well, duck, no, uh, duck their head. And Rashad White <laughs> does it too, unfortunately. He ducks his head as well. So some of these guys where like you're gonna look at the, some of the teams are just like, yeah, I like pass protection. Kyron does it really well. So does Pierce. Let's get yes. him on our roster if we have a committee because we know we we know what they bring and we can get them out there on third downs because again they have good hands, they're good receivers, and they block. Yeah. So, especially are- like Kyron. Kyron does all the little things really well. He doesn't blow you away with speed, but like the pass catching and then the obviously like he 
was it Chanel or was it uh Sanborn? You just laid out just low. I think it was both actually. He also Probably. got Carl, he also got Karloftis, <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah. So uh some pretty good defenders in this class. He knows how to he knows how to run he, he'll be a he'll be a brick wall, pass protection. Where are you at with a guy like Devontae Price? Because I've seen him in some top fives. If you haven't seen him, it's not a big deal. I was just curious. I haven't done a lot on him. He's really low on like the Sims, though. I've seen him. I've seen a few top tens with him at like nine, Mm -hmm. like eight, nine range. But I haven't seen anyone in the top five necessarily yet. Yeah. But it's, it's usually in the top ten. I feel like he's the Elijah Mitchell of this class where he is the one cut go speed, just not a lot of flexibility and pretty upright. So it's like bring him down pretty quick, but he'll give you those big chunk plays in outside zone where he can plant his foot and just, and get up field quickly. So I, I've seen him in some top fives. I just don't buy it. Cause I, again, I, I like Rashad white a lot. Um, I, I do like <clears throat> Beatty cook and Williams. And if Zamir White's healthy, yeah, slide him in there because, like, seriously, like, wow. Because um, his hype died down in the fall because people were like, oh, James Cook is really good when they did the summer scouting. Like, because we like passing down backs. Let's just be real, be yes. honest. Some of us just like the passing down backs and forget that these workhorse guys are important players. Zamir White's got it if he can just be healthy. He's got it. Um, he'll slide in there. It's so hard because I want to put in my top five, but it's like, He's hurt all the time. Take I, out. I don't want who I take out. I probably take Pierce and just put him at six and just feel really good yeah. about a, a number six. Yeah. Who's just, just really good. I just like Rashad White too much. Um, really quick because I want to get to day three, but I also also want to talk about Green Bay really quick. Mason, they might not take a running back in this class. I've seen some of them mock to them in the middle of the later rounds, it's mostly because obviously Aaron Jones is more of like a two year deal with some opt out stuff yes. after the season. I would tend to think the Packers know this and probably the scouts are kind of like, Hey, Goody, this 2023 class. Oh boy. Got some names for you. And they're like, now, nah, okay, we're good. We can wait. But I think there's a chance. I, I think there's a chance if they find a guy, they really, really like day three, potentially. So I wrote down some things. Mason, I don't know if you saw, I did a video last year on Green Bay Packers potentially taking a running back. And I wrote down the trends as 200 plus pounds. They're usually, it's usually an elite athlete. Jamal Williams is a little bit of a little bit off the trend a little bit, but he's still, he was still averaged above average Um, and over 10 in the broad jump. So I listed about six, seven guys who fit those. One of those guys was Kylan Hill. Lo and behold, Packers take him on day three. So we're going back to this really quick and then we'll round out with some day three names, but I wanted to hit this fast. I have six names for you. Okay. All right. Uh, Zamir White is one of them. I don't know if he, the Packers are going to be okay with no. the injuries, though. That's so they're probably off him. Another guy was actually Bryant Kobach, the Toledo guy who declared. So he's one of them, believe it or not. So just again, Packers fans, just just write these names down because Bryant Kobach is one of them. I checked out. There's not a lot of Toledo film even on YouTube, so I checked out some of the highlights unfortunately i don't like doing oh. that speed's oh. not speed's not great seems pretty average in the speed explosives department so if you want to replace aaron jones that's really not where i'd go um but still watch him just in case rashad white is one of them 
that beats it, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, love that. Love that for him. Um, oh, man. I could talk about Rashad White all day. Keontae Ingram was another that meets it. Yeah. Who I want to talk about. We'll talk about him. Ty Chandler from North Carolina yeah. also meets it. And the last guy, Pierre Strong is the last guy. Mason mouthed it to me, though. That is the last guy. So those six guys meet all the stuff for the Packers, at least in terms of the trends that, that Goody has had taking running backs. So give me Pierre Strong. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you want to talk about the three of the guys? I just Kobach, I just don't have a lot on him. I, I tried to find some stuff. And did do you have anything, Mason, on Kobach? I don't know. Okay, I just I saw would, just a pretty 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 much a jag in terms of speed, explosive, flexibility, twitch, like all that. He'll he'll run people over a little bit, give you something between the tackles, but it's like you got AJ Dillon, who's yes. way bigger, uh, yes. way stronger, and does, can do all that. And plus, he catches the football. So let's we talked about White, and we well we talked about White and White, um, Zamir and Rashad. <laughs> So let's talk about the other three base. Any thoughts on a guy you want to lead off with? I'm assuming you probably want to lead off with strong, but you know, you can lead off with whoever, whoever you want to. I, I, if there's one, I would probably want strong just because of the just pure straight line speed that we don't have right now. Uh, returner. We need special teams. There you go. There's your returner as a third running back. Uh, really good pass protector too. If I am correct. He's pretty so, good. Yeah. He's pretty good. I think, and it's kind of a good scheme fit too. So it's hand in hand in hand. So I, if there was one, I would probably want Pierre Strong just because it, of the pure explosiveness. And you know, Goody just loves his athletes. So there you go. The best part is, Mason, he, I, his receiving grade for me in terms of routes, hands, twitch is near dead even with Rashad White. <laughs> it's near dead even so he's a good receiver on top of it and mason talk about this is an outside zone fit folks like speed is is just so there i the shoestring tackles believe it or not the guys go low try trip him get him with get him around the waist doesn't really bring him down so there's an added benefit there some creation of yardage through contact but yeah i mean the the speed is easy to see and i think if they go that direction that's the guy yeah strong is the guy Look round four. I know people are probably going to be upset with this. And Packers fans will – they'll probably be upset that they took another running back. Listen. Yeah. They want to run the ball. Like, the, it, they're going to run oh. the ball. It's a thing. I, Kylan Hill's coming off injury. And I like Kylan yeah. Hill a lot. He pass protects out of his mind. He's, he's really good there, really good receiver. Like we said, Aaron Jones, if you're planning for him not to be here – you kind of need another one. You need another guy. And he fits in that Jones explosiveness, good passing game guy mold to where this is your lightning to the thunder of, of AJ Dillon. So I'd watch out for him. Yeah. Keontae Ingram's more of a, he, he's got the, got the fluid burst type who maybe plays a little bit out of control with balance, but another guy's a good receiver. Ty Chandler's definitely a one cut and go guy as well, but yeah. the speed to do so by the way, um, what did he run? Do we know what he ran? Ty Chandler. Oh, oh man, it's four three eight. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Uh, oh boy, yeah. So he four three eight. I believe strong. Did strong run? I'm pretty sure he did. I thought um, he ran. Um, I have the link to that. Four three seven. Four three seven. Wow. Um. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So I I would put Chandler. 
a little bit over Ingram. I think Chandler and Strong are the two guys to watch out for. Yes. Chandler's got the speed and he, he's got, he, <laughs> there's a rep of him running basically the same route as an all go halfback seam. I'm just like, okay, yep. Put the green and gold on him real quick. Perfect. Uh, it's perfect. So those are the two guys I'd watch out for on day three. Any other names you want to throw out there, Mason, before we kind of shift gears to tight ends? I don't really think there is. We covered a lot. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's our goal. That's our goal. Tyler Usually. Goodson, fluid, bursty guy. He's undersized. Not for the Packers, just in general. Yeah, all guy as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, all Jeer, I think is it. Is it? Is, is, I is think it? it's yeah. all Jeer. But, this it, again, speed and burst, it's really not there. He's just the tough yardage grinder in between the tackles as well. I, he had some big games. Thor Nistrom from NBC Sports Edge um, put this out. As, as kind of He played some really, really poor run defenses in his biggest games and defenses overall. Yeah, I don't know how much you want to factor that in, but again, another solid runner who's going to be like that early down type of, of player. So, yeah, I like that. Bam Knight, returner immediately from, from North Carolina State. That's that's really all I had. Abram Smith was another guy who was kind of looking at us, potentially a guy who would fit Green Bay's molds, not quite um, in terms of the broad, I believe it was. But he's, he's kind of fallen off a little bit because he was kind of high in circles a little bit like early, early. December, January. I feel like. Yeah, he's kind of falling off now. Yeah. But yeah, there are a lot of names for you guys. Uh, Kennedy Brooks is another one who's kind of like in that yeah. Brian Robinson, Algier type of mold, who's a good early down down player. You you should probably watch as well. So, yeah, a lot of running backs that we just covered for you guys. But I, like I said, keep an eye on Strong and Chandler if you're a Packers fan. But if you want to keep an eye on all six names I mentioned, you probably should as well because, again, those all fit the – they fit the mold. So uh, we are going to take a short break here and then we will get to tight ends, tackles, and we got to look quite a bit more as well. So uh, we'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. 
Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, so we are back here on the It's Always Draft Scene podcast. We're going to get into tight ends. Uh, we're probably going to stick a little bit and not go too too late on some guys, um, somewhat for time, somewhat for I feel like th- those are the main guys to focus on. Um, I, Packers, I, I feel like tight end is a need. And this was a mailbag question that I want to get to ahead of the mailbag, even believe it or not. Because um, Ramesh asked this, shouldn't tight end be in, in the draft be as just as important as receiver at this point? Maybe not just as important, but I feel like it's under the radar in terms of importance. What did you say, Mason? I feel like I would definitely agree. Uh, I've had plenty of mocks where I've taken a tight end before the Devonta Adams trade happened, where we took, where I just took a tight end in the second round, whether that be McBride, Likely, whoever. Yep. Um, at this point, it's I think the sweet spot for tight end right now for Green Bay would be still the end of the second until yep. like the middle of the fourth. I think yeah, if yeah. that's where one comes off for Green Bay, that's got to be the range. Yeah, I would, I would tend to agree. And that honestly might leave you in the in the vicinity for, for all of them, actually. Yes. Uh, it's so we were very much it was very much early in the process that it was like, OK, Jets 38. Yeah. Put McBride there in the mock because they don't they don't have a tight end. Right. Plus, they coach them at the senior. Yeah. Then the Jets go and sign CJ Ozma and I and Tyler Conklin, both. Yep. To the tight end room. And now it's like, OK, well. There went that. Unless it's Isaiah Likely and they want him to play big slot receiver, I think they're out. Um, maybe they add another one late, but I don't think it's at 38. We'll see. Uh, I think the new like first spot has to be the Giants, right? 36? That's also a possibility. Ingram's even though, gone. Even though Giants fans will be clamoring again for probably their – hopefully they think their third offensive lineman <laughs> at 36, <laughs> which I just don't buy into. Uh, maybe I feel like that's going to, don't, don't you feel like that's the Linderbaum spot now? If it's out of round one though. Yeah. I've been, that's the Linderbaum of, spot. I feel yeah, like I've been there seeing is a lot of Linderbaum not being in the first round anymore. Yeah. So that's I feel like that's the spot now. If he but didn't, didn't Jackson though cut Linder. So that could also be the spot. It's possible. I feel like Peterson's going to want bigger guys. Yeah. That's true. my thing. That's the only thing I think of. Then again, Balky may just be like, "Nah, this guy's good. You're gonna you're gonna fit him in yeah. that center." I think Balky would. Totally I mean, do that. back to like what teams could draft one? Maybe Indy at 42. Not out of the question. Doyle you've retired. Got, you've got Moelle Cox and then Granson, which I was big on Granson last year, but you really want him at that big role already. Granson's just he's still a move guy. Like yeah, move guy, big slot. Like if you want the inline Doyle type, then. McBride. I don't think Mo Ali Cox is going to even do that either. So yeah, no. maybe, maybe that's where we see, see McBride come off the board. Do you feel like McBride's the first off the board? Um, I, I guess he, unless they want the seam stretcher, right. Then it's probably yeah. not. But if like, if you're Indy, 
or the Giants, yeah. I yes. think you're probably leaning McBride. McBride. If we were asking about my rankings, I was enormous on Isaiah Likely. So you have him at one. At tight end one. Yeah. As of right now, yeah. Okay, he's in my top three. Maybe I'm. Maybe the testing took me off too much. I'm gonna go back, take a little look at him again. Yeah. Uh, we got. I got some more Coastal Carolina tape, like like nine games. So lucky. Um, so gonna <laughs> take a take a nice look at him uh, again one more time. But so I think McBride. We talk about you know like good in line, nasty in line, wins with size, not the most bursty, flexible great route runner position but again when you can yeah. win with size in your hands at the top of your routes i feel okay really really good at the catch point is he in your top three at this Big point ride. yeah is he two yeah three he's two yeah, he's two okay so i like him a lot obviously and then there's isaiah likely who's in my top three as well because again body control catch point winner two goes in high points like i said and then dynamic release game and the speed <laughs> to play the position it's- it's insane. Like the Northern Illinois game was just like, all right, okay. You look up. Was that the is that the ninety nine yarder and change? No, or, I don't remember what that. game that was. I know, but he had a time. game where he had like what, like eight for like two thirty. Yeah, <laughs> like four touchdowns. This is the nuttiest game. If you go on and you haven't watched Likely yet, you could find that game. I guarantee it. If you search like oh, yeah. Isaiah Likely two hundred yard game, there'll be there's the highlight clip from it too. It'll be the highlight clip. He had like a ninety nine yeah. yarder because nobody can catch him um, in a straight line, which is why the four, eight was really odd uh, to see. I'm just, I'm throwing it out. I think at this point, because it's just the speed is there. Like, you know, the the speed on tape is not four, eight. It's nonsense. (laughs) It's definitely not. It's like, unfortunately it'd be nice to see him. And this is where like, again, the 40, obviously I don't, I'm not going to put stock into that 40, but like also like, you're kind of in a stance a little bit in the 40. So if you yeah. want to be an inline up the seam threat, then it'd be good to work on getting out of that yeah. quicker like you do in a 40 normally. But again, if he's going to be more – because he competes as a blocker too. He competes yes. his butt off. So it is. he can get he better just throws at throws people. Yeah. Just throws people out of the way. Right. So he can be – so I want to see him just work on getting out the stance then out of inline if he's working up the seam a little bit more. And that's good tight end coaches – they got your back there. They'll they'll get you. They'll get you right in, in that regard. Oh, interesting. Isaiah likely turns twenty two in eight days. Believe it or not, as of recording. So interesting. There is that. Uh, who who leads the way for you in like the second tier? If those are like your top two, if there's if you maybe it's not a second tier. Who's your next guy? Really? That I mean, I guess it's got to be like one of Otten, Ruckert, or Dulcich. Yeah, I think that's. I think those got to be the group. next tier. I might even toss Ferguson in there. I might. Yeah, might. I don't know if there's that much a difference between Otten and him. No, a, li- a little I don't bit. Think there's that much. A little bit, but not a lot. So I, I might toss Ferguson in there because apparently, according to what, again, who knows? People are throwing out things all over the place, but apparently, Ferguson, it's lying season. It is yeah, just lying. it's lying season. But apparently, Ferguson maybe goes in the nineties or at the end, very end of day two potentially. We'll see. There's- a lot of tight ends that could go with that. Yeah, range. there's a hundred of them basically. Um, basically, anybody not named probably McBride, likely Dulcich is probably going to be in play there late. Dulcich is just a long strider. Get up the seam, yeah. dominate after the catch. Like, goodness. Uh, if you want a receiving tight end, it's probably your guy, uh, yes. other than likely. 
maybe just because he's what is is he bigger? No, they're both like 245, huh? Hmm. If that's updated, I'm on the Ryzen draft database. I feel like it's probably updated. So they're both uh, around, yeah. around 245, 250. So yeah, I think both are obviously Dulcich was, you know, another combine warrior type who, you know. That was just really weird that. to see DJ that high on him at that point. And we were like, okay, now it makes sense a little bit. Yeah. More. He's like, just so you know, the league's already onto this and the media is going to be onto this as soon as he dominates in India. I think it's basically what TJ was trying to say without yeah. saying it um, too much. So, yeah. And anything on, you want to talk about Otten Rucker Ferguson real quick, and then we'll get into some, a couple day three guys. Any just early thoughts on those three, if you want to kind of group them together? I mean, I, which one would you want for Green Bay though, out of those three? Otten Ruckert or, or Ferguson? Um, Got to be Ruckert, right? I would probably lean Ruckert. I think he's just more crisp as a route guy than, yes. than the other two and is enough as a blocker in line, like another guy who handled Karloftis. So <laughs> at times, I would probably lean that way. I was really high on Otten coming into the season and watching like barely use him at all, which is so annoying. That's um, kind of just like a West Coast thing is to just not use the players that they should be using. <laughs> I think we will never trust West Coast ever again after what happened with Herbert. Oh, yeah. ever again. We're yes. never trusting guys like this again. It's just it's crazy. Watch Drake London just blow it out of the water and people and, and you got idiots like me saying, hey, man, maybe not. He can't win on the intermediate. And then he just goes and freaking dominates in the intermediate area of the field and the next level. And we're like, you'll see. Hey, what are you doing? Give him some of those routes. How about? Um, yeah yeah. the the whole like west coast stuff is yeah it's it's crazy hey maybe colorado state's just leading the way they threw at mcbride a ton yeah so put colorado state in the pac-12 gosh thanks all right i i yeah i would lean rucker like we said good blocker i again at the senior bowl if you don't really look at him too in depth because all the receivers caught your eye in 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 columbus understandable (laughs) um but he was pretty good chris browse i thought i think you probably agree mason Yes. In that vein. Yeah. Very good blocker as well. It was, he's kind of just like that safe tight end prospect, like one of the safer tight end prospects there is. So, yeah. Um, Otten and Ferguson, I think Otten gives you a little bit more in, in terms of a straight line after the catch. But again, two guys who are just, again, not the most dynamic route runners, yeah. but can win the catch point for you and are good in line. Ferguson, very, very good in line. Um, basically another tackle at Wisconsin. They have tons of those all the time. Uh, so those are two guys. That, do you have a preference if you had to bet- go between those two for Green Bay? I mean, I guess Ferguson. Just, <laughs> just going to lean local? <laughs> yeah, just the area. Love it. Love it. Green Bay used to be really all in on the Pac-12. Yeah. They really used to. They really used to be all in. Now it's been – There's been a lot SEC, of what? Big SEC, Ten. Big Ten, ACC a little bit, yeah. Jair. So they've been leaning away from West Coast. Maybe that's just that was Thompson's guy and – Kind of go away from it a little bit. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of where they 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 went. Um, how happy would you be if Cole Turner ended up in a Packers uniform? I would be a lot happier with uh, Kohler. Yeah, really over yeah. over him. Yeah, Kohler with me is just like there's so much stemming issues. Like the I mean, the nuances of receiver are just just annoy me a little bit. But like yeah. again, he was productive good catch point guy and actually a better mover than I probably gave him credit for. So to be fair, we haven't even hit the guy that's ultimately going to ultimately going to be a Packer. So 
everybody thinks everybody seems to think so. Um, but yeah, Cole Turner would be a nice red zone threat. So would Kohler. Um, so I guess we're we're not we're not gonna dance around it any longer. Everybody wants Jelani Woods to be a Packer. Um Mason and I have some reservations that we saw a little bit. I believe that was you want to do you want to talk about it first? It's just it's a weird, weird thing on tape with him. Go so it. did he run like a four low, high four five, low four six? I think it was a four, four six one. I think it was a four yeah. six one. That's nutty, by the way. Didn't definitely did not show up on film. No. It the exact words I think Joe Marino used was heavy footed and it's yeah perfect it is perfect he is and it's yeah it was a four, and he's six, still four. dominating defenders yeah he is and, but it's just like where is the speed at the combine and how does it translate to football football if he was like like the dulcich time made total sense because you look at him yeah. and he's like oh my gosh this guy's up the seam in an instant and after the catch just like guys have to kind of adjust angles a little bit which is it's like okay awesome like dulcich might be that dude yeah, with Jelani Woods, it's like up the seam is like not much. Um, I enjoyed his tape in the Illinois game. Yeah. <laughs> he enjoyed really? it. Really? Um, believe it or not, even though he, he was crushing my team. Uh, but like, yeah, up the seam was a no. I thought he looked actually decently flexible and he flattened pretty well on these deep in routes. And then it just kind of, you went to Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina yes. State. I think of the three games, maybe Wake Forest is the other game, not North Carolina I think State. it was Wake there Forest because he was injured for, was it the Miami game? Yeah, he was. In, that's right. Yeah, Wake Forest. So it was Duke, UNC, Wake Forest are on YouTube to watch. Boy, he looked even more heavy-footed in those yes. games than he did against Illinois. Now, I don't know. Maybe there was a lingering injury because he missed the Miami game. Maybe he was dealing with something all year after the Illinois game and just kind of it showed up even more. I do think he's still a plotter um, for sure. I, I do. I love the angry moose comp. comp. That's yes. so funny to me because it's, it's so true. He loves to lower the shoulder. He'll pick up stuff after contact. It's just like, I don't he, see a hundredth percentile athlete. No. And you it's can't just, take him. True. You cannot take him down with this one defender. It seems like you need two or three. If you're just going to try to, bump into him and try to bring him down. It's not going to work. Yeah. Because he I, was like dragging people four, five, six yards down the field after first contact. Yes. Yeah. And and he does okay in line. I, I thought he did okay at Oklahoma State. I thought he did okay at times in the line. Like there's, there's stuff to work with there because he has the size to do so, right? So like that's fine. But man, I round three still feels like a reach for me, even though he's literally a hundredth percentile yes. athlete at the position. I would and, take him around for, and I know like people may not want to hear that, but I don't know. I, 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 this leaves a little bit to be desired. And that's not kind of why I didn't want to do a video on him. Cause I was like, well, I was a little disappointed. <laughs> Everybody wanted to get to him, but yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with it round four, but like, boy, give me some, give me some dynamic, give me somebody dynamic in the passing game. Like likely who competes his butt off. I would love it. <laughs> like that's that's where I would go, just because. Oh. I don't know. I, I. I. That's that's where I'm at. That's uh, got it. That's like the range. Any of those guys has to be like the one of the Packers picks, right? Maybe. Yeah. 
Because Oka- I think there are three other guys I'd pay attention to if I were the, if I were Turner. Yes. Not even not you no know, ones that we haven't mentioned yet. Okay. Uh, I think Daniel Bellinger is definitely yes. has to be in consideration because he tested really well. I already thought, had a visit. Yeah, and he had a visit. I actually thought he was pretty um, cloudy on tape as well. I was not that impressed actually when I went to it. I don't know. Maybe again the training unlocked something with him because the Senior Bowl he was like sinking hips and like yeah clearing guys out with his arm at the top of his route. So I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Like, but again, senior bowl, it can't be everything in your eval. I guess it's just like a San Diego state thing. Yeah. From a it, standpoint. It could. Yeah. I mean, it could be like Bellinger. I'd pay attention to. I, I still think I would pay attention to Austin Allen. Um, yes, that's I think he is pretty solid in every aspect here. I, they've asked him to kind of, they ask him to short pull on the, on the split zone runs take a dude out, uh, you know, compete at the, at the line of scrimmage. I think he competes pretty well. And again, there's some straight line there. They use him in a lot of release plays. So we got a lot of scheme touches a little bit, but overall I thought the receiving game was, was, was good uh, enough where I'd be like, yeah, day three, I'd love to throw a bone there. The other one was maybe Lucas crawl from Pittsburgh. Yeah. That was another the one. I other one where I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that's a good athlete. And but another guy who I think would probably struggle a little bit with separation, a little bit more than the other two that we just mentioned, just because we've seen it more uh, with the other two. So that's kind of where I'm at. So if, if you're if you're really quick before we get to tackles, because we're we're just we are humming, but we got a lot. Uh, one guy on day two that you think the Packers could select. One guy on day three that you think the Packers could select. Probably Ruckert on day two. Okay, I, I would think, and then day three would probably be, uh, probably I would probably go Allen, just like kind of similar, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Rucker and Allen. I think those are the two guys. Maybe Ferguson. Maybe Ferguson. Maybe. Yeah, just I feel like we always but, end up with one Wisconsin player, either be it an offensive lineman or a linebacker. Which we might we might get to that well, guy, offensive lineman potentially. Yeah, <laughs> in a little bit um, here, but is is a Quanquil just off your board because we didn't even mention him? Yeah, we didn't mention. I don't know. Do you do you think that they want the move guy? Doesn't it, it's not even like the move guy. Well, I guess he he's didn't he have off field issues or something? Oh, maybe. I think that's what's probably going to take him off the board because obviously Green Bay just kind of steers away, away from it. Yeah, I mean he's six three two forty. That was like, another he's a combine fun move piece. Though. Like uh, more explosive, like Granson, but like, yeah, may, maybe, maybe, I guess, yeah, it's good. That's good that you threw him out there. But I just like with, with like Tunyon and Lewis and, and DeGuara, I'm like, okay, they, they do like Daphne. the bigger guys, Daphne. They like guys who can compete at the line of scrimmage and they like their receivers that, you know, they can be flexible with like DeGuara, who's like an H back. So maybe there's some, but, but DeGuara's big. Big strong player. Like I don't think Chigo Okwankwo at, at, at the point of attack, even as an up back, is going to be that like, yeah. that type of player like Deguara is. So I think Hopefully we hit Deguara a lot of guys comes there. Back healthy. Yes, absolutely. But I still think in the next two classes we're going to be talking about potentially adding two two tight ends. Oh, yeah. in the next two classes, maybe even three. So so be on the lookout for those guys we mentioned. We're going to move over here to tackle really fast as we keep trying to churn through this show here. <laughs> um, really quick, top three. You have do you have Neil or Quanu first? You clearly Neil. have Thross as your as your as your three. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I just Neil in terms of like pass protection, the footwork's good. He's strong. I think the length helps him the most out of anybody else yeah. as a pass protector. But when you have it, use it. I guess you know I, that's fine. Like I'm, I'm good with it. And I talked about, we talked about this. I just talked about this earlier this week on a show. It was like, well, I don't think there's a Sewell Slater Werfs no. in this class. I know Aquanu sometimes gets compared to Werfs for some reason. I have no idea yeah, why he does not recover. Yeah. He does not recover laterally the way Werfs did. Werfs recover. <laughs> I don't think people understand how good Werfs was recovering laterally. Yeah. Again, it, it was nuts. You looked at it and you're like, I probably should have put him at tackle one just off of that in general. Cause I'm like, he just does, he just moves different. And obviously that was the case of the combine as well. He's just different when he moves. And Slater's so good, even in half man with one arm. Like, I just don't see a lot of that as, as pass protectors. But did you say that you said obviously Cross is my three? Yeah, I know. I know he is your three. He's not. Ah, uh, no. He's not your three anymore. We talked about it last week. We did. Yeah, about. After the show, about who it actually is. Oh, oh I don't remember. You gotta go. Let's. Who do you got? Who do you got? It's Ryan. It's Ryan. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, Ryan is like his anchors. Great hands are great. Yes. Like vision processing, all this stuff with him is so good. It's just the corner. Yes. For him, that's all it is. If he can. If there's a way to unlock some quickness in him where he can able, again, be in control with his right hand if he's at left tackle, be in control to be able to handle any inside moves that come back his way, he can get out there, I think, maybe quick enough to hold to hold the corner. And it's going to be obviously a lot easier in the NFL to hold the corner because quarterbacks aren't dropping 11 yards <laughs> in their dropbacks, probably like DTR does a lot. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I get it with Ryan. Ryan's... I get it. Cause he'd be really, really good guard. Like I, I get how good he would be there. Why would you not try him at tackle? First? Yes. Why would you and, not try him there? And on both think, sides too. Yes. Cause Chip Kelly's a madman on offense. He's had like these unbalanced lines where he's on the right side for some time. And it's like, okay, wow, <laughs> yeah. this is cool. Love it. I was like, what am I watching? But oh, the I know. thing the- with me is like, why are we talking about Ryan as moving inside the guard, but we're keeping Raymond as a tackle. Why are we keeping have, Tyler Smith as a tackle? Yes. They have similar measurements. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like Ryan as a tackle athletically in terms of the testing numbers. It's not horrible. No, I think it's it even was, better than it above was like average. An eight five. Yeah. It's, that's elite. Eight five is elite. I don't know, man. It's, the the, the it's, Sean Ryan thing is a, is a struggle with me. Everybody just <laughs> stop moving good players inside. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Like again, yeah, I could be wrong. He his best position probably is his best position is probably his guard. Probably guard. Yeah. Nobody's moving him. <laughs> like nobody's gonna move him in the interior, really. But like, man, as 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 talented as he is with hand placement and and just in general anchor and uh, all the little things with the position, I'm trying him there first. Yes, I'm trying him there, and that's where I thought like, oh, the Saints. <laughs> top, do you have a top fifty pick? Why not just? he probably going to be there and you could try him a tackle. Yeah. And like, even if you, and I know this isn't still a thing anymore, but like, even if you just, again, he's like, okay, he's pretty average at left tackle. Maybe he's better on the right. And we just, you know, we kind of go back to that old school thing. Ram checks a great left tackle. We know he yes. is. So we'll just put him over there, but Ryan at right. Like yeah, that, yeah. that seems pretty simple. If it you solves, ask me. 
both problems right away. Your problem is solved, and you can go get Hamilton and get a receiver. Done. Good. Solve the Saints draft. There you go. We're golden. <laughs> but, like, that's just – yeah, Sean Ryan, I, we're trying to put him at guard. Why aren't people putting a Kwanu more guard? He's better there. Yeah. I'll be honest, Neil's tape at left guard is pretty good too. Like, like you know, that's – but, again, Neil is the length. And Neil's really good. Like, Neil's really good. Yes. Like Very, like, very good. I mean, I, yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't know. So, the top three I like. Charles Cross, the only thing was the, old, the, the Mississippi game. Oh, my goodness. Um, that was not good. Uh, Sam Williams, holy cow, gave him some, some serious trouble. That was, yeah, that was a bad game. He, that was a bad game, man. The run game is just – not good. It's really not. He he does and, the thing that a quandary does sometimes where he doesn't reach, where he kind of just turns his back and kind of tries to seal the defender so, off. Which okay, but like that's you're not doing you that's not just gonna be a thing where guys are gonna let you do that the next yeah. they're gonna put you on the ground. Like we I've seen a lot of like that's teaching points for like tight ends and not as like you're six by three ten, buddy. Like yeah. with with and you're by all accounts a good athlete, like. You got to be yes, quick enough to get around guys and seal. Aquano yeah. can do it. You got to do it. Like, like yeah, no I don't story. know if he just isn't. I don't know if that's just a, miss, a Mississippi a, State thing where they I'm wondering, if, it, I'm wondering if it's. I'm wondering if it's a leech thing. Yeah, or that's if what it's I'm worried like about. he actually cannot do it. Yeah, Correct. I'm, that's what or, I'm worried about. And I it's like fair. I know was who was it Brugler or was it Jeremiah that was like Cross is not as high in the league as he is in media. Oh, someone said that. I, I feel like it was probably DJ. Um, and it kind of got a, around as well. Yeah. I think there's a chance like someone, was it Feldman? Feldman didn't put him in the first round of a mock that he did. Yeah. No, Feldman didn't. didn't put him in the first, like that kind of puts a whole wrench in the saints idea. Then for me, especially <laughs> if the league doesn't view cross like that, then I'm kind of like new Orleans. Hey, uh, what are we <laughs> what are doing? doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, so, yeah, it, Penning and Ryman, I feel like, are in the same bucket for me because both guys are just like, what? If you're Trevor Penning, like, I get it. Mentality's great. Like, get after guys. That's oh, yeah. fun. Sure. Whatever. For me, it's like, hey, why is this North Dakota State defensive end that I don't know driving you back right into the quarterback's yeah. lap like a bunch on tape? Like, that's that's concerning. Why are you giving up your chest a lot to these guys? You gave up your chest a lot down in, at the senior bowl to these rushers and you're sitting back in the quarterback's lap and pass protection. And that might be why you threw a dude into Ritter's legs because you're all the way back there. There was like, that's got to get better. Hand place. There was a lot of people that were just like, Oh my God, that's such a great play by ending. I'm like that quarterback steps backward. There goes his ACL. Yeah. And again, you're getting taken right back to, to the quarterback by a bunch yes. of guys down there consistently. So that was not a good week. No, people got lost in the shuffle of highlights of him tossing guys and get pissing yes. people off. I, I really think that's the case. Like I, I have, I have serious reservations. Um, same with Ryman. Like we talked about him a little earlier, like he, athletically he's, I get it converted tight end. Like that's very exciting. I, you can't take him in the first man. You can't take him in the first, like, I, what do you Green mean? Gonna take him in the I, first, aren't they? What do you, what do you mean? Gonna do it, aren't you, they? Uh, you absolutely love the fact when you see Packers mock uh, drafts. Oh yeah, I love it. it. I love it. Again, and so this is the <laughs> thing. Like when people say, when people get mad that we say like somebody's going to be twenty-five, it's not like we hate the player because he's turning twenty-five. We are just trying to get, to understand. Like again, Packers trends. This is not something they do. No, but they adjust it. Sure. 
But like when your average age of first round prospects is 21.56, like it just, it just, it's kind of way out there to me. So again, maybe it's a weird year and we do that. I feel like Tyler Smith makes way more sense for them because he's a younger guy with athletic upside that you can maybe teach because his footwork's actually really, really good. But again, another guy who, when he sets, why are his hands like at his side, like he's standing in like line (laughs) for something and he's giving up his chest and he's kind of trying to catch guys with wide hands. Can't that's not, that's not happening at the next level. You got to catch dudes with wide ends in the next level. He's another guy who tosses people in the run game. He will get in the down block. He can just like domino a defensive line. Love that. Great. If you're the Ravens, you love that. Just like you love that with penning. Like if you're the Ravens and you run downhill in your face, 45 degrees, get up field fine. But if you pass the ball a lot, there are questions like Tyler Smith cannot keep getting guys out their shoulders. Like that just can't be a thing. So there's a lot to work. There's, there's a lot to clean up with him. Let me ask you this from a Packers standpoint. I'm guessing you're, we're kind of more talking about like from a tackle standpoint as is this guy potentially going to be our starter at right tackle this year? Yeah. So are, are you wanting a guy that you can develop or are you wanting a guy that can come in and start right away? Man, 22 and 28 in this class. Why Why would you just not like – like I get he's not like a road grader in the run game. But, brother, Abraham Luke is on the right side, has played tackle yes. there a bunch for Washington State and has been, by all accounts, very good. Footwork, hands, all that's yes. very, very good. He, he's very Sean Ryan-esque on that side. I think he's even quicker, honestly. I think his footwork's quicker. I think he's, he's better at, at closing that corner and not letting you flatten than Ryan is. Ryan gets to his spots better in the run game. He's he's got better anchor for sure. But I think Abraham Lucas is again. We were talking about him in the in the 2020 draft. Yes, way we back were. then we were talking about him then, and he's gone back to school twice. I get it. He's he's gonna be 24 as a rookie. But again, when you're when your age guardrails ease on the second day, why aren't we talking about this guy more? Because he's it's- as good a pass protector as anybody uh, in that range. After even after Neil Naquanu probably cross i think cross is better yeah. than him because he's just again he's a way better athlete his footwork recovery all that stuff's good but like when you look at penning smith even petit frere oh my goodness power just ends that man um is <laughs> gonna faalale tries to overset too much and he's gonna get beat inside by guys that happen to the senior bowl you have to be able to for him he has to be able to control in half man if he doesn't it's it's gonna be over because all these all these elite like twitch guys are gonna beat him inside again because he can't get to the corner fast enough why is it not yeah. Lucas? Why is it not I, Lucas? I, I agree with you there. You might that go was, earlier than we think, honestly. That was exactly the, the point figured I was it making. Out. That was exactly the point I was making. Teams have probably figured it out already that this guy's pretty darn good right tackle, and I, 53 and 59 might be just out of the question. Yeah. Because, again, if you're like – I don't even – I'm trying to think of teams. Like, even if you're Atlanta at 43, do you like um, – oh, what's his name? Who was the uh, right tackle that played at Washington? And I can't think of his name now. But like your offensive line isn't like that. Gary McGarry. Yeah. If you're Caleb McGarry, like I feel like there's a chance that Lucas just steps in better. So yeah. like they, they're just teams like Pittsburgh. Do you really just want to just take Penning? No, or would you just, just take Lucas at like what is is there's 50 or 52? And I don't remember if they're right before 52. I'm pretty 52. Sure I have it right You're 52. Here. Why don't you just take him? Like, just like he's 
I think he's good, man. I, I think he's good enough. Pass protector, I'm, I'm there. Um, oh, trying to run through these tackles. We've talked about a few because I just breezed through a few of them. Uh, the day three ones are interesting. Yeah, I think there's a lot of – so, like, for the day three guys, you look at, like, a Zach Tom, I think, a Kellen Deesh, maybe Braxton Jones, Max Mitchell, Matt Willetsko. I think those are the five that, like, I'm keyed in on very much so because a lot of them are good athletes. However – when you look at Deesh and when you look at Tom, 300, 304, respectively, might be too small to be out there. Might Yeah. Be. And Zach Tom, and so I, I like the Zach Tom tape. I thought, again, mentally extremely solid in that department of picking up guys, had the footwork to recover to get to guys on stunts, like everything was there. But they ran the elongated mess where you kind of just have to hold the edge a lot. That's so just – You just kick him inside – I. Can he add weight? Hopefully he can. That would be great if he could do that. Add 10, 15 for me, and we're 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 in great shape. Deesh, same thing. Gets a, the space blocking for Deesh is great. Can he hold up at 300 against rushers? Do you want to hit on any other guys? Um, maybe Rosenthal, but I know I've heard some rumblings of character concerns there as well. Okay. So um, other than that, I have to mention uh Go Decky, just cause. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a good one. Uh, former D three tight end transferred to Central Michigan to play tackle. It's it's weird because both those Central Michigan tackles used to play tight end. So really yeah. interesting. I I yeah I like that. Uh, yeah, Godecki's a good one. Round three, round four. Like I said, Walesko is just a great, a phenomenal athlete who I think actually had a better senior bowl than some of the guys that people talked about yeah. having great senior bowls. So footwork, and he kind of punished dudes if they tried to turn the corner on him. Uh, he kind of put them in the ground. It was just kind of like, oh, he snatched them, and he just kind of fell on them. Like, so everybody was liking the liking the tossing better. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, he just did the same thing. He just wasn't – wasn't <laughs> – extremely aggro mean about it or, or however you want to phrase it. But like, yeah, I, the length on Braxton Jones, my goodness. Yes. If you can work on the tools with him and like refine things for him, he's got the length to play out there. Six, and, five, three, 10, 35 and three ace arms. Holy moly. That's bigger than anybody. It's bigger than Faalale's arms, believe it or not, <laughs> folks. It was longer than Faalale's. I it's crazy to say the only one that I see, at least on this rising draft page, who's bigger is uh Eze from TCU. Mm. 36th and an eighth. <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of technique concerns there, but I, I I'd rather yes. swing for Braxton Jones at Southern Utah than that. Like I said, Mitchell's a good road grader with good athleticism at the right side. That's a potential right tackle. And we talked about well, let's go. Anybody else before we wrap up um. tackles? Really quick. Back to Godecky for a second. Yeah, go for it. For um, sure. Crabs, Kyle Crabs. I mean, TDN, I, is it uh, every simulator that has him like 200s? Yeah, I don't get that. I don't, I do not understand. I don't know but if there's like assumed tackle depth in this class that t- sends him to 200 because there I, shouldn't be. No, there should not be. But what I was going to get at was Crabs has him compared to Cole Madison. That's interesting. Also, former Packer, he was the one that retired from football for yeah, uh, that's right, personal reasons and everything. I was really high on him. Yeah, he could play a lot of positions. Yes, which was nice. And that's the other thing, really quick, is the Packers 
They're going to like tackles who have position flexibility. They like drafting tackles, even if they move inside eventually. So this is the kind of position to, to look at. Um, yeah, I, I think Gadecki could be really their target. I like Lucas, Gadecki, Mitchell, and Woletsko as, yeah. as the guys. Mate, Braxton Jones, throw them in there. Yes. So those five, I think you you kind of maybe watch and pay attention to. We kind of tried to hint at some things and traits from them. But yeah, I think those are the guys to watch. And we're going to now move into the mailbag actually here uh, just because things are running a bit long. You guys, we're going to, we're going to kind of go to the mailbag and we'll get to kind of what we wanted one other thing in the next show for you guys, but we're going to go mailbag. We talked about how important tight end was because again, with Lewis Ramesh, we talked about Lewis going to be done very soon. Tunyon, what do we know off injury and how confident are we into Guar being the long-term number one? All those, all those point to tight end, all those point to the draft, you know? It's yeah. All those. I really, I think there's, could you maybe say two tight ends? I mean, it's not impossible. Like a, like a combinate, like a, like a likely Allen or a likely Bellinger. Yeah. Contrasting style tight ends, even though likely brings a little bit as a blocker as well. Like, yeah, I, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate that idea at all. So I'm there with that. All right. Uh, Goose has a question, Mason, here. Um, how does Amari Rogers stack up with this receiver class? I'm going to say not well. Um, no. I, he, he, he ranks higher in last year's class than this year's. Only yes. because last year's class wasn't super deep with twos and threes like this one is. Have more top-tier guys, you know, the Chase Waddle, Smith, Bateman, even more. Mason, you want to throw your guy in there? I think it's obvious. I'm Ross St. Brown. Yeah, really good. Um, so it kind of stuck with those, a lot of those guys uh, up top. And, you know, there's hope for a guy like Nico Collins, I think. Yes. From last year's class. I think he has a lot of potential. So, again, I had him, I believe, in the third round last year uh, yeah. relative to the class. This year, probably a little bit later, because I think he's, he's just a slot. And there are a lot of slot guys, even this year, who I kind of think could hang outside. You look at the Mechies, the Sky Moors, or some people pegged to the slot. I think he's as I can think he could be a Z. Wandale is probably in the slot, but again, another more explosive player. And I think explosiveness it should be heavily graded into receiver more and more because of again being able to win in the short area and and winning on deep balls and just in general like through your breaks. Calvin Austin. So there are a lot of these guys with with speed. He kind of fits more in the. I don't know, man. It, 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 he'd be a day three player, I think, in this class. I, I think so as well, because I'm not, for me, I'm taking Kyle Phillips over him any day. Yeah. I, I, he's, he's naturally, he's naturally smart with leverage, Kyle Phillips is. So that's where I do it. Like Amari Rogers is nice because, again, you get contact balance of a running back. He's more of an offensive weapon that you move around. Yes. He, again, good hands, good hands, has, has some catch point wins that he's done like again he can get up and get the football that's that's very nice he can make the first man miss post catch and that's kind of where you have offensive weapon true receiver he was okay with his routes i thought and i had a video on it actually but he was okay but I, yeah i think mason makes a good case for phillips like khalil shakir taking over yeah. him for sure um so again not not well but again that doesn't mean amari rogers can't be uh, somebody in this offense you can trust in the slot like, yeah it's it's doing well, especially with a added year in, yeah. Because he has kind of more of like a 
I mean, I don't know what they're really going to do with Cobb and Rodgers this year. Yeah. So Amari Rodgers had this really unfortunate thing happen to him. Green Bay was clamoring for receiver for like three straight drafts in the middle of said third draft. Amari Rodgers gets picked. And then the Packers fans are like, yes, finally the receiver. Let's loft those expectations sky high, impossibly high for this guy. And that's what happened. Like we needed, especially to- for a slot receiver. And then we bring yes. in the older version of Amari Rodgers, the slot receiver of the modern day Green Bay offense. And then it's like, well, why didn't he play? Well, wh- what do you think? Like, so, yeah. Um, last question from Drew. Do you think there's a chance of a Jordan Love trade on draft day? What do you think we can get for him? I thought the perfect trade, actually, and people are not going to be very pleased about this. I thought the perfect trade pre-Watson trade was Cleveland 99th pick. That made a ton of sense. That made a lot of sense. Unfortunately, can... obviously, it's not very high, and, and people are like, oh, what? He was a first-round pick. Well, listen, um, him being third – on the depth chart, his first year probably wasn't helpful to value. Teams looked no. at that. And again, the tools are very good. And that's tools that in this class you'd probably take over some of these guys. So it's unfortunate he wasn't in this class. Mason, are you going to make the desperation comment, I think? Is that where you were leaning? I was going to ask you where he was. I think you can make an argument for one. I think you can yeah. make it. I think it's very good. I think the art, the path to one for him is clear. Willis probably has more upside than him because he, yes. again, rushing upside is a thing. Like we have to rushing takes into account floor and even again, builds that ceiling up because you're raising the floor as well. Like with Ritter and Willis, those that's they, they, the athleticism expands the ceilings for them a, a little more than love would because he's just not like mobile, but again, the arm angles, the velocity generates some of the just ridiculous off platform wild throws. He would be firmly in first round discussion in this class landing spot wise for a love trade it's seattle atlanta it's gotta be seattle i think it would probably they could do like what a miami did during with the rosen thing is they trade down or they wait until they're later second is it it possible to do uh, no, I don't think uh, 20, 20, yeah, to, I don't, 28 to 41 and putting love with that would be, yeah, I don't think it seems like a lot to send Seattle without it. Uh, yeah. And 40 and 41 is a little bit too much, I think in favor of green Bay. Yeah. So I'm more I, I don't thinking think that'll be, if, it's probably be round two and three, right? Some swap there. Maybe. I think it would probably have to be because at that point you're also, you have Ritter might go around one at this point when it sounds like. Um, so you have Howell, Strong, Corral yep. as those next three. Where do they get taken? And I think it's between Seattle and Atlanta at this point. Yeah, I don't think New For Orleans long. is going to do that. They're gonna, if they've got the two picks. They're going to get Willis if they want him or something like that. Like, yes. They're not going to wait till round two to take a quarterback. Um, so. Other than that, like I could see Seattle has 72 in the third round. Atlanta has 74. If Atlanta runs really is desperate to get like another quarterback, they have also have 58. That's true. They do have 58. So but I would probably lean what they have. They've 82. I believe they do have 82 as well. 82 might 80. be 74, 82, 82 might be the potential compensation you might see. Yeah. I would lean towards, towards that. But obviously Houston at 80, if they want competition for mills, I don't understand overspending. That. I think it's dumb. Maybe they do it though. <laughs> I don't know. 
I've uh, seen so. too many mocks where Packer fans ship love to Houston for 37. I'm like, it's way too much. What are you doing? It's way too much. I think Houston's not doing that. They're not giving up that much. If they give up I think anything. It's, at this point, it's between Seattle and Atlanta. Yep, 100%. So, yeah, there you go, guys, for a little mailbag action at the end of this podcast. This was a long one. I uh, hope you guys have a, a great commute or something on Monday that you can listen to this um, and, and just power through it. Uh, we put a lot on you guys to this show. Hope you guys enjoyed it for Mason and myself. Uh, this has been the It's Always Draft Season podcast, and, and we will see you guys very soon.